Go, today's daf is daf dalit, page four, and I think Bezachas Baba Kama, we're going to pick up on the bottom of Gimel Amad Bez, with the Hachi Ka'amar, we're going back to the bottom of Gimel Amad Bez, alright, Hachi Ka'amar, two lines from the bottom. Now, what's going on over here? We're coming off of a Machlekes, we just started a Machlekes, between Rav and Shmuel, our Mishnah says, there are four primary categories of jam- damages, what are they? Shar, ax, bar, pit, mave, mave, and hever. We said what's mave. So machlek is rab and shmuel. Either it's shane or it is humans. And we just explained why each one has a verse, a pasuk backing him up. And we explained that according to shmuel, um, when it says shar, it must mean that that's referring to karen and, re- and rego. Yeah. But Shane is going to be uh, separated. Okay? While according to Rav, there's no separation at all within Shar. Because Mav is humans. And now basically what we're going to do is, at least for the uh, big part of today's daf, is continue going back and forth in the Machlekas, Tin Rav and Shmuel. So here we go. Bachi Kamar. Let's say what the Tana meant according to each opinion. Lo Re'iya Karen. You do not see the, the characteristics of Karen. Now, what's Karen damage? Let's remind ourselves. Karen damage is there's intention when an animal gores. It's your property and you were supposed to watch it. Okay? Is there any delight or benefit to the animal? There's no pleasure in a Karen damage. Says the Gemara. Karen When it comes to laws of Karen, there's no pleasure that the animal is receiving while it damages. Kiriya shein, as opposed to the damage of shein, there is pleasure. What the Gemara is saying is, this is why Shmuel says, there's a damage called shar. What's included in the word in, in the word shar? Anytime there's damage without pleasure. And then you have bar, and then you have mava, which is axe damage with pleasure, and then hever, that's how Shmuel is going to explain the mission. And when it comes to Shane, I'll tell you why it's different than Shar. I'll tell you why it's different than Shar. Because by Shane, why is it damaging? Because Gishmak. It wants to eat the tomatoes. So it goes and eats a tomato, the ox. That's it. It wants to eat tomatoes. But is there intent to damage? No. When your ox goes and eats a tomato, it doesn't intend to damage. It intends to eat. As opposed to Karen, where it does it, where it, does it purposely. Okay. So what do you see from here? This is why Shmuel divides the two. He says, Shar, Karen, and Shane have really unique characteristics. Karen, there's intention and no benefit. Shane, there's no there's there's benefit, but no intention to damage. And either way, you're going to be chayev. That's how Shmuel understands this. But the truth of the matter is, the animal, he's not. Looking the damage. That's just his, his, just his nature. Machon. That he's. That's right. Like that. He's a, I, oh, you're talking about the, the goring. You're talking about by Karen, goring even. Goring something else. Goring something I'm talking about if you're just walking. Okay, so <laughs> let's not deal with, with regal, let's deal with Karen. Karen means it intentionally yeah. is. Yeah, it's intentionally right. pushing, intentionally right. is goring. Okay, so Shar is going to be Karen, and then Mava is going to be Shane. And why do I divide it? Because it's really different. By one, there's intent to damage. Others don't damage. By one, there's, there's benefit. The other one's no benefit. 
Okay. The lav, which by the way, these all of Torah has perfect symmetry and everything's interconnected. This same thing holds true, like Rabbi Ravitsky mentioned before, that mistakes are expected, inspected, you know, and, and corrected. Yeah, you, we're, we're, we're expected to make mistakes, right? When when a person sins, a person does an Avera with the Rabbani Shalom, there's a difference if a person then sins on purpose and you have nothing to gain from it. What are you doing? Is there any pleasure? Right? Sometimes we sin, <coughs> we usually sin B'derach Shein. Mm-hmm. And we thought it's going to be Gishmak. We, our, our intention is not to hurt our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch We're not there to damage. We thought it's going to be Gishmak. Yeah, that's Shein. To do it, Fakir, to damage your relationship with HaKadosh you have nothing to gain. That's, it's, it's a whole different... It's a whole different av. It's a it's it's a whole different category. We find that even in, in our personal lives. It says Gemara, but love kavachaymer. But can't you make a kavachaymer? Granted, you want to separate the two, but I can say umashin shekam nasei lahazik hayav by shame when there's no intent to damage. You're still going to be obligated. Karen shekam nasei lahazik like kolshkin. I don't even I don't even need to mention Karen. If I if I'm obligated when I don't intend to damage, how much more so should I be obligated when I intend to damage? So why does the mission need to state Karen? I'll know it, Mamela. Understand why? Understand why? If I'm obligated to pay when I didn't intend to damage, kabochaimer when I do intend to damage. Says you are not true. It's I still need it. So I would have learned out from the halachas of an eved and amma. This is referring to a non-Jewish servant and a non-Jewish maid servant. Even though using the word amma usually refers to a Jewish maid servant. Here it's a, here it's referring to a shivcha kananis really. Now, what's interesting about an Evid and Amma? So let's talk for a minute. It's considered your property. If your Evid Kanani or Shifcha Kananas go and damage, is it like your ox going and damaging? If my servant damages, I'm obligated? So listen to this. Yale says yes. Yale says yes. It's your property damaging. Okay? So here, here we go. You don't need to pay. Over here, I would have thought that an ox by Karen is no different. And therefore the Torah has to specifically mention Karen. Ravashi says, no. Yale's really right. Ready for this. Yale said, do you have to pay when your Evid damages? Yale said, yes. His Kamara says, no. What the Gemara is now going to say is that the halacha really is, you don't. Uh, the halacha really is, you do accept. Here's the problem. It's a unique reason why I don't need to pay. Really, you're right, logically. My Ebed or Amma goes and damages. It's my property, I should have to pay. But here's the reason why Chazal instituted, you don't. There's a big, unique reason when it comes to Ebed they don't need to pay. They should have to pay like a shor. But you don't, you know why? Every servant that gets upset at his uh, master will start lighting fires everywhere and make his master bankrupt. Yeah? The moment you get upset. And he could be obligated obligate his master a hundred times a day. And therefore, says don't bring me a proof from Evan and Amba. Evan Amba, you're not obligated. You should be obligated. But if there's a unique reason, let me ask you a question. You ever found an ox? That starts damaging. You say, excuse me, Mr. Ox. Mr. Fox is the game, right? What time is it, Mr. Fox? Something like that. Okay. You ever find an ox? Why'd you damage? Ox says, oh, my, my master worked me hard yesterday. 
I decided to get mad and kick over the other guys. Uh, come on. Yeah. And Avadanama has cheshbainus. It has calculations. And Ax doesn't have, doesn't have uh, calculations. And therefore, we're back to square one. Says the Gemara. Maybe we should learn now Karen from Shane. Hello, Parachachi. Says Gemara, no. Let's ask like this. Meaning, we'll ask on the Kabbalah and show you why the Torah needs to teach me you're obligated on Karen the same way you're obligated on Shane. Karen is different than Shane because by Karen there's attention to damage. By Shane there's just intention to benefit. Therefore, the Torah has to teach us both by Karen and by Shane. You cannot learn out one from the other. Okay. Now, period. Let's talk now. Let's talk. According to let's. Keep the big picture of the past three daf. Okay, our mission starts out as four primary categories of damage: shor, bar, mave, hever. Let's translate that according to Rav. According to Rav, shor is keren, shein, and regal. Then there's pit damage, where I create a pit, even if it's not my property. I put a damage in a set place. Mava is human damage. And Heather is fire damage. That's Rav. Shar is, again, all types of animal damage. Karen, Shane, and Rick. Shmuel says, what are the four categories? Shar is Karen. Bar is pit. Mava is Shane. And Heather is fire. What is Shmuel missing? Regal. Regal. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Viregal mai. What about regal? How are we handling regal? Huh? Regal is its own thing because it's uh, just going. It's, so let's see. Good. Viregal mai. According to Shmuel, according to Rav, I know where regal fits in, right? It's sharp. According to Shmuel, where's regal in our Mishnah? Sharia? Is it mutter? Is there no obligation if your shard damages in a way of regular walking? See, by regal, there's no intent to damage and there's no benefit. Just going about a business. Yeah, going about a business. Happens to step on a tomato. Made some, made some ketchup. Yeah? So, what's Shmuel going to say? If it's not listed in the mission, is it allowed? <laughs> Says Gemara, no. Whenever it damages, the damager is obligated. That includes regal. Which means like this. If you look back at that base. Okay? At the end of the Mishnah, the last two lines on the Mishnah of Beis Amarel. Last two lines of the Mishnah of Beis. The Mishnah says, there's a common denominator between these cases, which is, when you damage, the damager is obligated to the Shalim Tashlum Nezek. This is a very generalized statement of a Mishnah. Says the Gemara, you know, you know what Shmuel is going to say about Rego? You're right, it's not its own category, but it, the Mishnah ends. Whenever your animal damages, Chabamazik. Or whenever you damage, however Shmuel's interpreting this, right? Uh, uh, Shmuel says it's, it's not a human. So Chabamazik is going to be obligated. So that's how Shmuel, that, that's where Regal comes in. But it doesn't, it's not its own unique category. Says the Gemara, okay. But Lasnuye Behedya, why, why Taka don't we list it explicitly? According to Shmuel, I'm listing Karen specifically. I'm listing Bar specifically. I'm listing Shane specifically. I'm listing Fire specifically. What about Regal? Eh, it's learned out from the end of the Mishnah. Why not just mention it? 
mention it. Says the Gemara, Elam Rava, rather Rava says, Tana Shor When the Tana writes Shor, it's referring to damaging with your foot, and Mava is referring to shame. Okay? Now, in other words, we're, we're changing from Shor, be Karen, to Regal. Now, Vahachi Kamar, and this is now how you're going to learn the Mishnah. Loi Ria Regal, Regal is unique. In that it's very common for it to damage. Usually, the animals go about their business and damage. And Korea Shein is different than Shein. Shein has a game. It's not common. It's not common that animals feel the need to, let's say, scratch their backs against the wall and the wall finds that it falls down, right? That's shame because the animal's doing it for its own pleasure. So, even though it's not literally using its teeth, but it, it fits that description. Valeria Shein, and Shein is different than Regal, where there's, where there's a benefit. Kriya regal is different than regal. Shein and alazik is no benefit. Animals just walking about doing its business, and therefore the Torah has, has to specifically mention regal. Fine, and therefore, according to where we're at right now, what the Mishnah means is like this. Don't get too confused yet. Shar is regal, pit, shein, fire. So now, what's going to be our obvious question? What about Karen? If you're going to insert regal, you just kicked out Karen. I love these Gemaras, because you know why? Everything in life has a trade-off. <laughs> you try to be more inclusive, and you end up excluding other people. Yeah? You were just talking. <laughs> I was just talking. Just Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> yeah? So says the Gemara, but Karen, my. Fine. So now you kicked out Karen. Sharia, it's permitted. Says the Gemara, same thing we said before. No, not that it's permitted. Then the Mishra says, <laughs> Whenever your thing damages, you're obligated. That includes Karen. Says the Gemara, the same question we had before. Fine. But then why are you mentioning Regal over Karen? Listen, list Karen specifically. Says the Our mission only dealing with cases that you're considered a Muad immediately. A case where you start out paying half damages in a situation of Tom, like Goring, and you end up being a Muad, that we're not listing. Period. End of the Gemara. Listen to this, Kevin. This is wild. This is wild and it's beautiful. This is delicious. Listen to what just happened. What just happened? We're walking away and this is the bottom line. Okay? The Mishnah gave us four categories of damage. Says Rav. Let's go with Rav. That's easy. Shar, Karen, Shane, Rego. Bar, Pit, Humans, Fire. Says Shmuel. Shar is Rego. Bar is Pit. She, uh, Mava is Shane. Hever is Fire. Where's Karen? At the end, the mission says, whenever you're soft damages, you, you have to pay. I, why did you say it explicitly? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you a good reason. In all the cases we mentioned in the Mishnah, you're paying full damage from the get-go. Because it's usual, it's expected, the animal's an automatic mood. Karen is different. And therefore, and therefore, it's not in the original four. At the end of the Mishnah, though, it says, you should know, whenever your animal damages, you're going to have to pay. It might be half damage. You might have to pay the full amount. You'll have to pay. That includes Karen. That's how Shmuel learns the Mishnah. So if we were to take a test right now, what are the four categories of damage according to Shmuel? It's Regal, Pit, Shane, Fire. That's how Shmuel. Karen's going to come be in its own department. Fine. Now that we clarified Rav, now that we clarified Shmuel, ask the Gemara, why do they feel the need to argue? Why do they feel the need to argue? Yeah, because they're getting good. All right, Zakti Gamar like this. Shmuel, my time of the Amakarav. 
Shmuel says Mave is Shein. What's his wrong with Rav's interpretation of Mave being humans? Adam. Amar Lach, Shmuel's going to say, Esau could add the Chad, if you think Mava means Adam. Hokatani Seifa says at the end of the Mishnah, Shara Mur, Vashara Mazi, Bashus, and Nizgiv Adam. It says like this, listen to this closely. When a Muad Shar damages, okay, an animal that has a tendency to gore, when it damages, and a damaging ox, which is damaging in the Nizik's property, Viha Adam, and a person. So again, shara muad, shara mazik nizik. When your animal is damaging in the in the victim's property, viha adam and the person. Okay, so Shmuel is going to say that. Listen, if mave is referring to adam, the whole thing is going to be redundant. Now this is coming up with the Mishnah later on. The Mishnah later on is mentioning adam specifically. Okay, it's mentioning adam specifically. She says otherwise it's going to be it's going to be redundant. Okay, since it's it's, it's uh, mentioned later. It cannot mean Mave says Rav cannot mean man damage. Felicity Bereshit says the Gemara. But let the Tana mention uh, Adam all the way in the beginning. Now, according to you that it's mentioned at the end, why not? Why not mention it right away in the beginning? Answer the Gemara. Because in the beginning, we're dealing when your property damages, not when you damage. We're not dealing. If you think about it. According to the interpretation that Mav is Adam, it's at a it's at a place. It's strange, right? We all agreed when we said, oh, it's like Shar, Bar, humans, fire. It's weird. Everything else like you are doing, you own. This is like you yourself. So he says it's just it, it's off. It's it's not there's no symmetry in, in the Mishnah if to to learn like that. It says the Gemara Rav Nami Hakatani Adam Baseva. But even according to Rav, he mentioned Adam at the end. The reason why we're mentioning Adam is because we're just going through a list of everybody who's considered an automatic Muad. But in the beginning of the Mishnah, there's no need to list it. We don't need to list Adam in the beginning of the Mishnah because we're just dealing with property damage. Ah, so why are you mentioning it later? Because there's the list of Muad. And a person is always considered a Muad. Says the Gemara. Okay. Umay lai as we move along in the Mishnah, it says, this, that. The nature of this is different than the nature of that. What does that mean? The way you're going to read it is like this. According to Rav. The nature of ox damage is not the same. There, you pay kaifer. If your ox kills somebody, there's a financial penalty that you have to pay called kaifer. It's called kaifer, which is an expression of kapara. There's like an atonement money that needs to be paid in addition to the actual damage. But that's different in Korea. If somebody kills a person, you don't pay a financial penalty. So there's completely different ramifications of what happens. Okay, So if I would have only listed when your ox kills somebody, I wouldn't know the halachas of a man. And the same thing would hold true by damages, perhaps. And the nature of human damage is different. See, when a human damages another, uh, another uh, human, you have to pay nezek, tzar, ripoy, shevis, baishas. There's a lot of things you need to pay. You need to pay for the actual damage. You've got to cover the medical bills. You've got to pay for embarrassment. You've got to pay for loss of work. Right? So, um, but that's not true when your property damages. An ox... 
the, when an ox damages somebody, the owners not have to pay those arba dvarim, those four other uh, those four other categories of payment. And therefore, again, the Torah won't just tell me the damage of an ox as opposed to damage of a man, or the damage of a man as opposed to damage of the ox. Each one's completely different. Each one's completely different. They have their own, they have their own unique sets of consequences. Hatzad Shabbat Shabbahem. Why? Hatzad Shabbat Shabbahem. What's the bottom line? Shadarka Lahazik. That there's a, there's a, the derech, there's a way to, a way to damage. V'chishor, Tarkei Lahazik. And the shor is Tarkei Lahazik. When does a shor, when does the ox have a derech to damage? That's only when it's a muad shor. Okay? Um, and uh, b'muad, that's by a muad. Umuad Tarkei Lahazik is a, is a way of a muad to damage. Says the Gemara, yeah, keep on the eye at Orche. Once it's a muad, you can assume it's going to damage. Says the Gemara, Adam Darke Lahazik, is it natural for a person to damage? Says the Gemara, yeah, be Yashin. Yeah, when you, when you sleep, you damage. You, you don't, because it's incredible. Yeah, your mind is what stops you from damaging. When your mind's sleeping, so you, things, things happen. Things happen. Even when you're awake. I want to tell you, even when you're awake, things could happen. But I want to tell you, when you're sleeping, it's incredible. The, the Rav Dessler says by, by the Yamsuf, you know what happened by the Yamsuf? The Rabban Shalom didn't do anything. All he did is, is removed his Ashkacha over certain parts of the Mitzrim and then it was just havoc. He removed the Ashkacha over keeping the waters cool in the area where the horses were and the, all the legs burnt off. Or, you know, and this one, he removed. But it's not like the Rabban had to go and like actively do it. And when there was a removal of Ashkacha, it's just madness. It's, it's, it's complete havoc. It's how... That's how Rav Dessler, uh, Rav Dessler explains. Yeah, so over here the Gemara says that uh, a person doesn't damage. You know why? Because we're awake. There's Ashkacha. There's Ashkacha. When a person's sleeping, it's just, you know, yeah, there's a Derech Lahazik. Yoshin Derech Lahazik. Says the Gemara, is that really true? Yeah, Kivan Dechayifu Pashid Orchihu. Yeah, we find this specifically with kids. I think as adults we'd fall off our bed if we did this. You put your kid into his crib one way, he's flipped around, fallen upside down the other way, and you're trying to figure out how he even contorted himself into that strange position. But people move around when they damage, and that can lead to damage. And then the Mishnah says, In all these cases, you're obligated to watch over it. Adam shmiras gufa yalav. What does it mean? An, an Adam watches over his own body? Now, if this question, let me just explain. If this question would be true, Mave cannot be Adam anymore. Because we're only giving cases where you have to watch yourself. If we're going to actually say that a person can't watch his own body because his nose is getting in the way, right? That's a Shmuel Kunda line from uh, one of the uh, kids' tapes, one of the uh, smart aleck, tough guys, I think. What, uh, I don't remember which, ta- which story tells the big goon, you better watch yourself. He says, every time I try, my nose gets in the way. Yeah, he can't, he can't watch himself. He can't look down. But be it as it may. So he says, he, he, what are you going to do? Watch yourself? The person can't watch himself? He says, well, of course he could. According to you, if you're going to say that there's four primary categories of damages and, and a man's there, a person's watching over himself. It means that a person is able to watch over, uh, uh, to watch over uh, his body. Um, but that's his body himself. What about watching other things? All right, that'll be referring to the other three categories. So, uh, top of Amud Beis, Hachanami, in our mission as well, Tani Adam Shmiras Gufa Yalav. Okay, we say that a person is responsible 
to watch over their body. Mask of Flora of Marir. Marir has a challenging question. Who says Mava is Adam and who says Mava is Shane? Maybe Mava, they're both wrong. Maybe Mava is water damage. Fire burns and water bubbles fire. In other words, fire brings water to a boiling point. If you see this expression of Mayim Tiv'e Eish. Yeah? Mave by water. Tiv'e. Mave. Now notice, I'll tell you why this is such a strong question. Even Rav and Shmuel who hold that it's Shane and Adam, they didn't have the exact word Mave either. Remember, it was Imtavoyim Bayu, right? Or Tiv'e, Tiv'e Eish. They didn't have the exact word either. So you have another expression of Mava. Why isn't anybody saying that Mava is water? Okay. Says the Gemara. Miksev Mayim Nivu. Does it say that water uh, water creates brings fire to a boiling point? Tiva Ishksev. It says the fire brings the Tiva. So therefore, as I do with water, it's answer. Right? Look at the context of the Pesach. It says, Mayim Tiva Ish. Does that mean water boils up fire? Let me ask a question. Does water boil fire? No, it's the opposite, right? What happens? Fire boils water. So when it says Mayim Tiva Ish, he says that's a further proof that Tiva is, fi- is, is, is not water. It's not water. Maskevler is Ish. So say that it's fire. It will be Shar Bar, fire, and fire. Dixiv Tiva Beishu Dixiv. Says Gmar, Yachi Mai Mava Behever. Wouldn't make any sense. Right? You understand why it would make sense? You'd have two of the same category. You're going to tell me that the way that there's only three categories, and it goes like this Shar, Bar, and Mava, which is Hever. That's the only way you could read it. If you tell me they're both fire, so you're going to say there's Shar, Bar, Maya, and Hever. That's not possible because Iyachi, Arba, Shleishahav. You have three categories and not four. And we know it's four. And you're going to tell me that Ox also is, is two. It's not possible because we said Ax and Mave both are living entities. Fire is not a not a living entity. So you see clearly from the mission, it's not a living entity. And what would Kareish mean? So what the Gemara is saying is like this: walking away, really, really, Mave could be interpreted it could be interpreted as fire, except. Obviously, Artana is not translating it like that. Because if you keep going to the Mishnah, you wouldn't have four categories of damages. And when the unique characteristic of each one, we said, Mave has Ruachayim, has life. Uh, fire has life? No. So there's no way Artana does it. So therefore, says the Mishnah, says the Gemara, you're right. Is it possible to interpret Mave as Ish? Yeah. But obviously, it's not. So we're left with the other two. Maybe, but not. You find a fire that has ruachaim. Fire also can travel on its own. And good, good. Michael's saying that fire does move on its own, but it needs outside forces it's to move. It itself doesn't have ruachaim. That's a good. It's a good. It's a good svar. Hear what you're saying, right? It needs something else to to schlep it. It itself can't schlep. So, bottom line is, how do I know Mava is not ish? 
only by process of elimination. And therefore, I have two options now, Rav and Shmuel. And each one's going to follow their approach. Tanya Ravashiya, taught a Shlai Shasar Avasazik, and there's actually 13 primary categories of damages. Get ready for this. Shemer Chinam. When somebody watches something without being paid. Vahashayel, a borrower. Naisei Sachar. Somebody who's paid to watch over. Vahashayel, or a renter. Nezek, when a person, you have regular damages. Tsar, you have... You have, uh, you have to pay for pain. Repoy, you have to pay for medical bills. Sheves, loss of work. Baishas, embarrassment. Varbod demasnizen. And four damages of our Mishnah, hot laser. You have nine plus four, you have eight. You have 13. Vatana didan, my time with Laitani honey. Why do our Mishnah list four without the, uh, without the other categories? And those other ones all have to do with when I personally damage. I got to pay Nesek, Tzari, Bushavas, and Baisha, so on and so forth. El Rav listed, according to Rav, who says, Mava is Adam, Mava is man. Why don't we list it? Why are we listing Arba of us? It should be Shleisha, Asar of us, it should be 13. Says Gemara. <laughs> it's not that Rav disagrees with the Mishnah. Obviously, he's an early Hamayr. He's not going to disagree with the Mishnah, but rather it means Tan Adam, Chom, when we say Mavez Adam, it means all damages that come along with Adam, which is that whole list. Adam says the Gemara, but Ravashi says there's 13. And he agrees that Mavez Adam. So, why is he calling it 13? He should also just look at Adam and say, and everything else that's included in Adam. He says, Tre Gavne Adam. This is what Michael wanted to say about two types of fire. Yeah? Maybe two types of fire. There's two types of, of human damage. Tana Adam de Isaac Adam. There's a type of human damage when you damage another human. But Tana Adam de Isaac Shar. And there's a human damage when you damage an animal, which means you damage somebody else's property. Okay? There's actually different psukim that tell us there's different halachas when you're dealing with damage to a human or damage to, to a property. It says Gemara, I hachi, if so, Shar nami l'sitre gavni Shar. By ox as well. We'll say there's different types of damages by ox. There's one category of halachas when, when your property, when your ox scores uh, another ox. And there's a, a category of halachas when your ox scores a person. There's different halachas. Um, so why don't we split that up? Says the Gemara. I'll tell you why. Hi, Mai. What, what, what else are you going to do? When a person damages an ox, you're going to pay for... I'm sorry. Bishlama... Adam Adam is by a human. The Azik Shar that damages an axe, When I hurt an axe, what I do, I take a knife and I cut it. I cut the axe. Okay? What am I gonna have to pay the owner of the axe? Damage. That's it. I gotta pay damages. Anything else? Do I gotta pay for embarrassment? No, can the axe sue me? No. There's no embarrassment, there's no loss of work, there's no medical bills. Adam Dazik Adam, Mishalim Arbadvar. When a person damages another person, there's additional payments that need to be made. So I can understand why you're going to say there's two categories of human damage. Elashar, but when it comes to an axe, Mali Shar Dazik Shar, Mali Shar Dazik Adam. What's the difference if an axe scores another property, an axe, or an axe scores a person? Either way, you're paying for damage, so why would I split it up? Okay? And therefore, what it means is like this. Our Mishnah is going to give Arba Avas Nazikin of your property damaging, 
And Rav Aishio, when he comes along with the rest of his list of 13, he's going to be adding in all of the damages that a human has to pay when he damages. Okay. Says the Gemara, like this. Let's pause for a minute and take a step back and again, just recalibrate, get the big picture. What are we trying to figure out here? Armin just says there's four primary categories of damage. Rav Aishio gave a list of 13. R4, and then there's Nezek, there's Tsar, Ripo, Yishavis, and Baishas. Tsar, Ripo, Yishavis, Baishas. Four more. Okay? And then, which we just explained. Right? We just explained the other four. We say, listen, those are human damages. Our mission is not dealing with human damages. But he also gave the case of Shaymer Chinam, Shaymer Sachar, Shoyel. He gave other uh, types of damage, which we haven't discussed yet. So what the Gemara is now going to do is go through these things. This is where a person's damaging the ox and it's still listed. Okay, what does this mean? This means like this. I'm, I'm either hired or volunteering to watch over an ox. And I leave the gate open and the ox wanders out and gets hit by a train. Right? The cow was, we had a little uh, niggin that my sisters used to sing to me when I was a younger kid. The cow was walking on the track and didn't see the train. Yit kadalvi yit kadashvi amein. That was the the cow. Yeah, you never know what comes back to you while you're learning daf Yeah. So you're 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 asked to watch a cow and you leave the gate open and it didn't see the train. It didn't see the train. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? So that's called. That's considered like the watcher. Is damaging the ox. It's like the, the watcher is damaging the cow. So why don't we list that? Why don't we list it? The Adam Dazik Sharu Vikatani. We shall was listed. Says the Gemara Tani Hazeka to be a Dayim Vikatani Hazeka Dimamel. Our Mishnah Ravishia. I'm sorry. We're dealing with cases where you're directly your property is directly causing damage, or you're directly causing damage. And over here, it's Mamela Dika damage, right? Which means you didn't put the cow in front of the train. <coughs> Rather, you left it open and the cow went by itself. So again, that's, uh, that's going to be also its own unique set of, uh, of category of avais malachis. Tani Ravchia, Ravchia taught us. Esrim v'yarba avais nezikin. You could break down the categories of damages to 24. Tashlume kefel. One is tashlume kefel. Cases where you need to pay, uh, you need to pay double. Okay, now why is this damage? Because you stole. What's damage? When you ruin somebody's property. You stole property, now you're going to pay back double. And when you steal an ox or a sheep, you got it and you shecht it, or you sell it, you have to pay back four or five times the amount. The ganav, and the case of a ganav, which uh, has to pay kefel, is going to have to pay uh, um, uh, a thief. Yeah, a thief has to pay uh, double. Now you're going to say, I, didn't we just say that in the first one? So over here, Rashi explains... Over here, he admitted to doing it by himself. Okay, when he admits, he's going to be putter from uh, putter from kefil. But you have to pay back the main amount. So that's its own unique category of damage. You stole, you're obligated in kefil. If they would have busted you, you admitted. But gazlan, as well as the case of a gazlan, he's obligated to return that which he stole. And somebody who violates a woman, somebody seduces a woman, who might see Shemra. See, all these cases, let's just notice, the Torah obligates you financially 
in all these cases. These are obviously considered damage categories. Okay? A person who speaks, marries a girl, and then comes to Besdin and says, this girl's not a basula. She had relations in the meantime, and then it turns out he was wrong. So he has to pay her as well. And let's say you make somebody else's stuff tummy. See, as long as it's to her, it has higher value. It could be used for anything. Now you make somebody else's stuff tummy. That's a category of damage. Or you take somebody's uh, grain and you mix truma into it. So now they can't eat it because they don't know where the truma is. Or somebody takes somebody's wine and uses it for Abay or mixes in wine of Abay yeah, so you damage their wine. So then you have the original 13. You have 24. Why did Rav mention these additional cases when he said 13? Uh, he says, because many of these cases that we just listed are, are fine penalties. Like for example, if you violate a girl, there's a flat fee that you need to pay. And there's mighty shem. You got to pay. You got to pay the thirty shekel. Right? You got to pay a flat fee. When you got to pay a flat fee, it's not direct payment of damages. What direct payment of damages? You break a window that costs five hundred and twenty dollars. You got to pay back five hundred twenty dollars. When you're driving down the highway, you throw a candy wrapper out the window, and you get pulled over, and they say thirteen hundred dollars for littering. You say, what sort of thirteen hundred dollars for littering damage did I do? I didn't do with the damage. It's a class. Says Rabbi you're right, there are more categories, but I'm not talking about fine damages. I'm talking about exact restitution. Is that the word? Uh, the, that you're paying. Says the Gemara, that's not true. You're paying back the principal amount. It's not a kanas. You're going to pay back what you took. So why doesn't he mention? Why doesn't Rabbi mention it? Says the Gemara, he does. By Hakatani by mentioning Hashem Rechinam ve'Hashayel, by mentioning these two, see in these cases, if you if you're Hashem Rechinam and, and it gets lost, or you're a borrower, and they, and it uh, it gets lost, so one way you're obligated to pay is if I mean you're obligated to pay. Now this applies whether or not it was by mistake or on purpose, right? Even if you did it on purpose, so you're a ganav, you're a ganav if you did it on purpose, so you're, you're paying. So he says it's it's included in this Hashem Rechinam ve'Hashayel. Means Ganav and Gazna. Yeah? He's, he's unpaid. Right, he's unpaid. He's so the guy comes and he says, Where's my stuff? He says, It's lost. I'm off the hook. And it turns out it's in his property. Of course, you're saying he stole it. Yeah, so he ended up stealing. So Otherwise, is- it has to be because we say, What's considered a category of damage? We said Shamachinam. Why are you even calling it a category of damage? So yeah. So the payment is the payment he's going to have to make is when he's busted. Says says Gemara. That's so that's Bamish, a, a case of uh, a ganav. He's trying to steal undercover. Yeah. nami hatani According to he listed shemachina vashayel. So why is um, so why does he have to li- why um, according to this ganav and gazlan is the same thing? Why do you got to list it separately? It's a good question, right? In other words, even on the list of twenty-four, we're including Shem Rechinam and Ishayel, and you mentioning Ganem and Agazlan, doesn't make any sense. You're down to twenty-two. If you're telling me two are the same thing, answer the Gemara. You're right; it's the same thing. You fall under the category of of uh, a Ganem or Gazlan. However, 
The difference, there's a difference between stealing when it came into your domain in a forbidden way, or when you're stealing when it comes into your domain in a permitted way. A shomer chinam who denies having it. It came to him in a, in a permitted way. He's just denying it now. That's a different style of theft that when somebody goes undercover and goes and takes somebody else, and therefore we're mentioning each one uh, we're mentioning each one separately. Okay? It's a good stopping point right here. We'll hold it here for this evening. We're up to the very top of Dafheya Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Heaven.